Hey everyone, you're listening to It's Not Just a Habit, where we talk about the small things that make room for big changes. I'm your host, Zoe Bjornsson, and I'm glad you're here. I'm so excited to introduce everyone to Mia Davis, the founder and CEO of Taboo, a platform for sexual wellness and learning about your body and uncovering kind of those taboo topics. We go a little bit more into why Mia started Taboo and her experiences around sexual wellness and and making it more approachable and also the connection between kind of our sexual experiences and and mental health, which I think is a really fascinating connection. Um, We also dive into the rise of Instagram therapists. I don't know if y'all have been noticing that. I have. And more of Mia's rituals around skincare, the Notes app, and how much she uses it, and how she kind of does life sprint planning, which I think is, is really interesting and really cool. And Mia shares some really good, you know, realistic nuggets, which I can definitely appreciate about how to find what works for you. Um, and also just be honest with yourself and the people around you about what uh, is really going to happen in, in your day to day. I thought this was a, a lovely chat, a great episode. I hope you enjoy. Um, so here it is. Hello, Mia. Thank you so much for being on. It's not just a habit. I'm so excited to to speak with you today. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Uh, before we dive into anything, I want to do a little uh, rapid fire habit style. So we'll go through a couple questions. Um, the first one is the first thing that you drink in the morning. Water. Good. Good call. <laughs> one habit you wish you started doing earlier in your life. Um washing my face before bed. I think I'm in the same boat with you. Um, And then the ritual that you never do, but wish that you could. Going to bed at the same time every night. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's all the things we, we uh, know are good for us, but we never seem to incorporate into the day to day. So I hear that. (laughs) Uh, I love it. Well, well, thank you again for being here. And and you are the founder of Taboo, a digital magazine community for all things Taboo. And I myself have learned so much, even just through Taboo's Instagram and, you know, kind of like looking at all the content y'all have. So I appreciate you putting that out there in the world um, and doing it in such a beautiful design. Um, But I'd love to hear more about the inspiration behind creating Taboo. Yeah, totally. Well, first, thank you. It's always really nice to hear um, because that's our goal is just to really, I think, especially with design, is to make something that is approachable and friendly, especially because a lot of these taboo topics have been, you know, historically stigmatized. So for me, um, in creating the company, you know, I grew up in a pretty conservative family and um, just never had conversations, very religious as well, and just never had conversations about sex, even um, periods or bodies and all those things. And it was really, um, you know, growing up, of course, you are a normal human being with, you know, natural curious desires. And I think I had a lot of guilt and shame around those desires because of the conservative uh, upbringing that I had and a very sort of abstinence until marriage kind of mentality. And that's something that I tried to, you know, really hold on to. And then I had to figure out what that really looked like for me as an adult. And um, 
and how I could kind of maintain those quote unquote values, but also, you know, experience life in the way that I wanted to and, you know, um, pursue relationships, et cetera. And then I think another aspect of that is along with not having those conversations and kind of being raised as more of like a people pleaser um, and, you know, just being very polite. And, you know, I think a lot of um, women in particular sort of conditioned in this way um, that kind of led into some, you know, unfortunate scenarios and um, negative experiences that really took a long time for me to heal from. And so after college, I, um, I was working at Salesforce as a product designer. And I, so my background is in design. Um, and you know, my friends and I went out and we kind of ended up having this conversation about sex and just its representation and portrayal in the media as being totally far from reality. And how could we come up with something that's a little bit more, um, fun and hilarious and awkward and incorporates all of those aspects of sex that are just very real. And so, you know, we started thinking about just like funny, very, um, tongue-in-cheeky kind of products and that sort of evolved into getting to the root of what the problem is which is a lot of just like education and conversation so um and then keeping that element of like being fun being funny you know poking fun at the realities of you know sexuality and just evolving in your identity and the fact that that's a journey and doesn't have to be so serious um, and can just be playful. And um, yeah, so that's how Taboo was born. And really it's evolved from there to be um, centered around education, giving people the knowledge and tools that they need to make informed decisions. And then also have conversations to help people feel less alone and let people know that their questions are totally normal. And, um, and hopefully they can find an answer with us or we can point you in the direction of um, of someone else or of another platform that can serve your needs. Hmm, I love that. Yeah, I think it, it, I definitely resonate in the fact that sex growing up was, it was, you know, to, to use the word taboo uh, to talk about. And then, you know, there were these big, um, there was like such a vast difference between, you know, sex during marriage and like that being what you should do, but then what we see in the media and there's like no middle ground of what, sex it actually is and what like these kind of things are for us and what you know you are you're allowed to laugh during sex and you're allowed to like have fun with it and it doesn't have to be this like serious thing or this also like super you know crazy like porn version right. of sex and we're not we're not taught to like have fun with that and we're either taught abstinence or like sex education and it's kind of this scary thing but there's really no middle ground which is actually what um, you know, the experience is, is for most people. So I, I definitely resonate with that. And it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, I don't think it was ever the intention of our parents to like create a mindset of, you know, being like scared of sex or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's just, you know, they wanted us to be safe and healthy and, and whatnot, but, um, do it by making it feel so taboo, they kind of made it uh, into this monster, so to speak, that doesn't really do anyone too much good. Totally. I think it's also funny that you mentioned how, um, like, waiting till marriage and what we see in the media, but then simultaneously 
a lot of media shows the concept of like once you're married you never have sex Mm. (laughs) this whole reality of we shouldn't have sex till you are married and then once you are married you're never gonna want to have sex with your partner (laughs) yeah it's so interesting and especially as a young woman you just get so conflicted and wrapped up and you're like oh i'm in my 20s i'm supposed to be like dating all these people and like having all this sex and like doing all this stuff but it's like not every woman has that kind of sexual energy is also a good reminder like if that's not your cup of tea it's not if it is it is and you know that kind of grace we need to give ourselves it's not also something i feel like we're we're not taught yeah for sure 100 percent love it um and i mean a, a piece of the puzzle is also this kind of like their sexual health and wellness and, you know, making sex approachable and and comfortable for all of that. But a big piece of that is, is mental wellness. And I know you, you all are launching taboo wellness, which uh, will be a platform to help people find the right wellness professionals, therapists, coaches, et cetera. And and then also tools for those professionals. Uh, It feels like such a natural, natural synergy, but I also feel like it's so unique to have a sexual wellness and education platform also be a platform for, for therapy. And, And how are you finding, finding those two merge for your business and, and um, you know, making it make sense. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm glad you say that you see the natural synergy. I feel like in my mind, I totally get it. And sometimes I articulate <laughs> it. I'm like, this just makes sense for me. Um, but a lot of it is actually back to the sort of origin story. So when I was dealing with, um, you know, having experienced sexual trauma and I always um, had issues with like my period and a lot of mm-hmm. that is, kind of tied into my self-esteem and like the aftermath was very much like re kind of just like feeling alone and feeling embarrassed and feeling isolated and a lot of that is mental health and I think that as people evolve in their um sexual identity and their preferences and their um just identity as a person and um all of those things those are all really like in your body image, how you feel about yourself, how you carry yourself in the world, the confidence that you do or don't have, all of those things are, you know, directly really tied to your emotional well-being and your mental health. And originally, we wanted to build something that was an app that connected you with sex therapists. Um, but it didn't make sense in terms of the business model. And at the time, I was only really like a year and a half or two out of college. So you know, in terms of thinking about like the price point and what's realistic for people, it didn't make a lot of sense. And so that's how we wanted to make it, you know, let's just democratize this information. We work with a lot of therapists, we work with a lot of educators and coaches. And so over time we realized, you know, like, okay, we love having this content, but people do ultimately want sort of like a personalized solution to their problems. Um, and to, and also to have, you know, that sense of, support and have someone to talk to on an ongoing basis. And so we decided like, how do we create something that's accessible? Um, And, you know, whatever your price point is, if you have insurance, you don't have insurance. Um, If you want to pay for a therapist, or maybe you're more interested in an online course or something Mm. uh, approachable for you at this time, whatever it is, because a lot of people For sure, like therapy isn't necessarily for everybody. Someone might for a coach, for a therapist. Um, Maybe you're also just looking for a doctor. So, you know, there's all these different things you could be looking for. You could have any range of budget. Um, You could have any range of comfort with, you know, some people obviously still would never 
consider a therapist because of the stigma attached to um, to going to see one. And so the platform is really around like matching you with whatever it is that suits the needs that you have and whatever concerns that you're going through, we can find you someone or some resource that will um, that will address those needs. And so um, we're starting with sort of like just building out the profiles of the different educators and giving them also the tools to really build their businesses online because there's a ton. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the industry for, you know, Instagram therapists, <laughs> like there's this whole new um, crop of just therapists being on mm-hmm. Instagram. And then a lot of them have kind of started with maybe trying to look for new clients or like put themselves out there. But then what do they do with, with all of their followers? They certainly can't have, you know, a hundred thousand clients. So, <laughs> um, so a lot of them are turning to doing, you know, sort of like boot camps or uh, webinars and, online courses, eBooks, et cetera. And so we're, we are building tools for them to create and sell those, um, those digital products online. And then on the other end, matching our community or anyone who comes on site with exactly what they're creating. So if you want to see someone one-on-one, we can match you with directly with someone. Um, or if you would rather, you know, take one of those courses, et cetera, we can point you in that direction too. So it's kind of like mm. hopefully a 360 degree experience. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe you Google, I'm experiencing painful sex. And then you land on our site, you read an article, you get some information, and then you say, you know, maybe I should see a public floor physical therapist. Maybe I want to talk mm-hmm. to a therapist about this. And then, you know, we can connect you with the resources from there. Mm, that's so that's so amazing and definitely needed. And um, I, it's, it's interesting touching on kind of the connection between sexual education and, and, well, um, and health and then mental health. It is so clear, but I do think it's kind of like, like buried underneath some of the other pieces of of where we very distinctly maybe connect eating disorders and mental health or, you know, all these other challenges that people go through and then, you know, the mental wellness and and self-care that it takes to cultivate a healthier situation for yourself. And so it's, it's definitely there. It's just something that I think because it is taboo, we don't, we don't think about. So I think that's, you know, um, you know, very clear and, and is becoming more clear as, as we get more and more educated on what's out there. And, and when it comes to the, the taboo wellness platform, I also feel that um, it's, it's interesting that you, you mentioned the, the Instagram therapists um, out there, because I've definitely felt that surge of content and it's, it's really useful content and it's really beautiful content, but I've gotten to the place where I'm like, okay, I'm seeing a square every other day with a quote or a tip or a trick, but I don't know what to do with that. And I really like resonate with this person's message and I, you know, can kind of like connect with them on that level, but I need to go a step further. And for me, Instagram also is not the greatest for my mental health. So I do delete it a lot and I don't get the benefits of like seeing that person's message. So there's, there's definitely that connection between okay, I resonate with this person. Like, where do I go from here? If they're not going to be my therapist, like, what are they going to be for me? And there are a ton of other options and, you know, the coaching world and the boot camp and group coaching classes and all these things are becoming, 
you know, more and more relevant, popular and, and whatnot. And it's just a market that, uh, you know, makes so much sense. But I think when it comes down to it, obviously, like you want the business to make sense, but with the people that you're going to help with, with Taboo Wellness, exactly with that kind of 360 experience, you know, search for Google, land on the site, you know, book a physical therapist and understand it's that that's what we need. Like we need a solution. We don't just need an answer. Uh, at the moment, um, which I think is is really going to be beautiful and help a lot of people. Thank you. I also think some people can conflate um, following a therapist and I think it's immensely helpful for so many people who maybe haven't, you know, are just dipping their toe and are just, you know, looking for something to kind of uh, help them feel more empowered and Mm. help them connect the dots or learn certain things. You know, I, I think I've learned, like I saw all these posts about like attachment um, theories and that's kind of how mm-hmm. and I learn a ton, but at the same time, like you said, you know, where do you go from here? And I think that, um, and I know I've seen a lot of therapists and talked to so many that are also saying, you know, they do want to make that distinction that this isn't therapy. Yeah, just reading these posts is not actually doing the work necessarily and you might be doing some of those things in your life but depending on what you're going through let's say let's say that you are um you know experiencing or healing from an eating disorder or maybe you um are in a sort of like not great relationship reading the post might be great but you might also need a little bit extra support as you Mm -hmm. deal with those things because those are very you know serious things to deal with and so um, and also I think one of the things that I like to think about and, and try to be mindful of is that the people in our lives, I think we have a tendency to, um, put a lot on family and friends. And of course, like family and friends are meant to be there for us, of course, but at the same time, you know, not everybody can hold space for yeah. conversations and certainly not certain conversations all the time or, um, you know, if you tell, like, I know I'm very, very close to my mom and mm. I share certain things with her, they're going to cause her stress. Mm. So, you know, it's like, what's the line between support and like, and now I'm actually causing you additional, uh, pain or suffering even because you're now stressed because of my stress. Uh, yeah. just finding other outlets to kind of manage yeah that's such a good reminder and i think like that's that's really where you know the the people who i feel might be more doubtful or um you know haven't quite bought into the concept of of therapy in in its many forms or even coaching in its many forms haven't quite you know understood that there is a difference between venting to your best friend and having someone hold space for you without judgment without bias uh, and having someone like really know you, whether that's your body or your mind, um, you know, depending on the type of professional you're you're working with, and and kind of being able to guide you through that so you feel empowered while you're doing it, and you're not just getting the answer. And that's the big distinction I've noticed when working with whether it's a coach or a therapist versus talking to a certain friend. And I have some friends that'll be like, this is what you need to do, Zoe. Like, here's the answer, um, which is sometimes you know, wanted when you feel like you're in decision paralysis. But at the same time, I also have amazing friends who will just hold the space and say, that's really hard. I totally understand. Like you, you will get through this. Like, you know, the answer. And that's where that's like more of what you get from a therapist. That's super unique. And once you experience it, you, um, 
it's 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 you can understand it a lot more it's like it's it's showing it's easier to, to show than right to, yeah. yeah show than tell yeah, totally. <laughs> um well, amazing i i feel like that's such a, a needed space and i'm excited to see taboo grow um and evolve and especially with the times we're in now um i think everyone needs a little bit extra support and also extra like support in finding that support because finding a therapist like i just went through this this week i was like all right, I think I want a therapist, but I have no idea where to look. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk, I'm going to like text a bunch of people and, you know, maybe get a referral, but then you get into the wishy-washy area of like, do I go to the same therapist that my friend goes through to? Like, that's always a, a funny game. So um, I feel like it's it's very needed and, and I'm excited to see um, what's next for Taboo. I can't wait till you guys launch it. Thank you. That's actually how we started uh, that. I can't, it's so funny when I'm like thinking about these origins. I feel like because every day is a new day and there's so many days, I'm always like, what happened? And then that's why we did that. And I'm like, oh, wait, actually, I guess. And then you just said something else. I'm like, oh, actually, that was what happened. Yeah. Like, well, there's, it evolves. I'm sure your origin story evolves, which is the, the fun part of starting a business, I'm sure. Exactly. And we saw like so many people who were just getting frustrated. And it's like yeah. a shame when you're already ready to take that step and then you get to the step and it's so overwhelming and yes. to actually find someone. Um, and a lot of the directories are very, you know, just there's a lot of and there's too many options. And, mm -hmm. um, and then of course we're making decisions. Um, I mean, of course we're all making somewhat biased decisions if we're just scrolling through profiles and then we're basing it maybe on like what it yeah. looks like or like how nicely designed their website is. <laughs> um, we're trying to eliminate some of those barriers just to make it a lot easier uh, when you're finally ready to, you know, connect with someone. Mm, yeah, that's amazing. I'm, I'm... I can't wait to see it. And I've been sending all my friends who are coaches oh. your way. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm curious to know a little bit more about your relationship with rituals and routines and, and kind of what, what brings you comfort, especially in this day and age. Yeah, totally. So um, as I kind of have mentioned to you in our <laughs> conversations, I'm not the most routine person. And um, I think, you know, I don't know why that is. I think it's something I've always wanted to do a better job of. But um, I've always been, well, one, I've always been a night owl. And mm. I just really stay up way too late. And then even since high school, you know, in high school, I was on, like, cross country and track. And so I would stay up late, but then I'd have to get up at, like, 5 a.m. Um, so I've never been the best sleeper. And I think that that kind of, Maybe it has something to do with it. Maybe <laughs> I would say the rituals that I actually stick to would be like my skincare routine. So, um, you know, I always am in the morning and at night do kind of the same uh, routine, I suppose, with my skin <laughs> and my face. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, of course, if I fall asleep by accident, I skip it. <laughs> I've really been um, getting a lot better at that. I also um tend to have like a cup of tea before bed so that's become somewhat of I guess in a way a ritual because it's not necessarily something it's like um which is funny because I just moved and I haven't done that since I moved and I don't know if it's because it's really warm here or because I'm just sort of like readjusting but, um but yeah that's typically something I'll do and that kind of does start to at least um 
you know, calm my body for bed. Um, I also have like matcha in the afternoon or like some point in the morning I make matcha and that's sort of another, I guess I'd call it more of a ritual because it's about, it's, a, it's something I just end up kind of having a craving for because it's like part of my day. There's just this point at which I'm like, oh, that's what, you know, I need right now. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It's like listening to your body and being like, yeah. Oh. And it's like, does it, like, it's not even like I need energy. That's not really even what it is, nor is it like, oh, I'm thirsty. It's just like, oh, now I just want to like, this is now what I'm going to do. And this is what I want to have. Um, and I started making my own um probably like four or five months ago uh in quarantine and and that's been you know kind of just a nice little part of the day I guess but um but yeah when it comes to work one thing I've been trying to do more of I write a lot of to-do lists um, Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily get done and I was um reading this actually recently and it was something I was already trying to do. So I was sort of affirmed in that by seeing that scheduling your tasks can be um, really helpful in terms of like accomplishing them. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to like set up my calendar with the different tasks that I have to do throughout the day. Wouldn't necessarily say it's hundred percent working, but it at least um, is kind of helping me like knock things off. I also, um, this is really not like, I don't know if this is routine or ritual. Maybe I'm just like really seeing those terms is very expansive of what they. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Whatever your definition is. I did start with a friend of mine doing like weekly um, sprint planning, but like life sprint planning. So like, um, you know, each week we kind of say like what our goals are and what we want to accomplish. And I think for me being also like a founder and a solo founder, um, mm. I don't have a boss, so I think it can be challenging to structure my days um, and to, like, really focus on, like, what are – distinguish between, like, what is super, super priority, um, what is a – like, what's a priority for me, what's priority for the business, what's a priority for – and, you know, kind of, like, um, navigating that can be a little bit of a challenge, so – I don't know. I think um, it's something that I'm working on. And I think every day is just different because different random things pop up that you don't expect um, or like, oh, shoot, we need to um, like, even with, you know, just like, I don't know, re- or even responding to world events. Like, that's a good example. It's like, um, of course, there's been so much going on and it's like, how, do, and then, you know, as a brand and as a human, like, um, having different reactions to things and how do you create content that's relevant to, you know, your community at that time. So I don't know, sometimes it can just be like, there are things you can do on a daily basis. Um, but then sometimes I feel like you just have to kind of respond to whatever is being thrown at you and, uh, be able to sort of adapt to that. So Yeah. Well, I love that. And I think what's interesting in these conversations that I've been having with with women and um, their routines and rituals, and it's not so much about, okay, I wake up at 6am every single morning, and then I do my 74 stretches, and then I journal for 13 minutes, and I meditate for 74 minutes again, you know, it's just like this insane routine that's, that's just 
robotic. And when it comes down to it, it's really much more about filling the buckets that you need. So for you, like the, you know, matcha was kind of like one area where you're like, it's energy, but it's also the ritual and like a break in my day. And, you know, it's just something that kind of like comforts me and will help me, you know, maybe slow down. And like, that's, you fill up that bucket by, you know, making your, your daily matcha at whatever time makes the most sense. And it's really not so much about this robotic routine. It's more so about like, where can you fill what you need in those moments? And, it's, you know, the, it's interesting you you mentioned the calendar stuff because I've really been struggling with my to-do list in the past couple of weeks because same with you, I've got like, I work for, a, you know, a startup as well. And, you know, we um, have a lot of things going on, a lot of things changing and just trying to adapt with what's out there. But then I also have a podcast and I also have, you know, personal life. I have laundry to do. I have a home to furnish and it's like, how do you keep track of it all? And, it's really come down to me saying like, okay, this is what my schedule is going to be, you know, tomorrow. I'll write it out the night before and creating a ritual out of that just to like take the guessing game out of what do I do each minute of my day. And so it's not so much about like putting myself into a box or like policing my time. It's just about like removing that decision paralysis of like, oh, what do I do next? What's a priority? And and scheduling my day has has helped a bit with that. But I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm like, I'm just starting to do it. It's kind of working. It's kind of not. I don't really know what's going to happen, but we'll see where it goes. No, I, I really appreciate you saying that because it's actually a huge relief because I do sometimes like, you know, I even there's even a lot of articles um, where people track their day um, mm. or like go through their day what's a day in the life and I'm always like oh my gosh I definitely don't have like yeah. different. and you know is that okay should I be doing the exact same thing every single day maybe maybe there are elements to that that are really helpful um, but maybe it's okay to also be a little bit like open to things yeah exactly we kind of need to know what we need in that moment and at that that time and and adapt and adjust to it and I think that's something that a lot of people people forget when it comes to habits and when it comes to like rituals and routines it's not so much about the planning of it all it's about the you know integrating it yeah for yourself totally um well thank you also for sharing you know you know that I think um the the interesting thing also is that a lot of people are matcha drinkers. <laughs> I'm like, what am I missing out on? I, I mean, I like matcha. I just never make it for myself at home. But it, I always like the ritual of, you know, the whisk and the bowl and the everything. Like, it just seems kind of nice. It's definitely, yeah, it's so funny. I was staying with my friend for a few days when I moved down here. And um, she was like, oh, like, how do you make your matcha? And um, And it was just kind of like, uh funny or i think it feels so it almost feels like oh my god this is so extra but at the same time um you know it's just also just how it is made and i always kind of do like an iced latte version of it so i think Mm -hmm. it's like um you know yummy but yeah but like a barista (laughs) but it is interesting because i definitely used to be um like more of a i never was like a coffee coffee drinker but more just like an a latte um yeah and I think that I don't know I just started to realize that I don't always feel the best um after drinking like a latte and 
also that I would get really jittery and uh, I will still occasionally for sure have a craving and then I'll go get one. But I think as far as something that I can drink on a daily basis, although I don't know if I should be drinking as much milk every day. I really, I'm not sure about that. But, um, but you know, for something that I can drink every day that's not like super um, caffeinated, I think it's a little bit uh, more, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a more subdued drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like reasonable for your body. And yeah. I think that's the other piece of people forget that we need to listen to our bodies, whether it's for sure. you drinking matcha or if you need a good cry or whatever like you just gotta listen (laughs) yeah um so kind of bringing it all back to to this this podcast and what inspired me to to kind of talk to people um is really about the small things that make room for big changes and and what is like one habit or one change in your life that you feel led to a big transformation Um, so I would say that even though I don't necessarily stick to it, I think writing out, um, what I need to get done is really, really helpful. Um, Mm. I'm a big notebook person and like, um, or like notepad, pen and paper, essentially. Mm -hmm. I love writing things down. Um, I have, you know, I love, and then, you know, sometimes I like flip through my old notebooks and I'm like, oh, that's a cool (laughs) idea. Like, oh, did I ever do something like that? Um, but I also, my notes app probably has like hundreds and hundreds of, um, actually I'm looking at it and it has 2000 notes. So, oh my goodness. That's crazy. I was going to say, I was like me too, but I don't know if I've crossed the 2000 threshold. Yeah. I definitely write a lot of notes, fill up a lot of notebooks. So I'm always thinking of things. And I think for me, it just helps whether it's, and then kind of organizing those thoughts as well, whether it's like your to-dos or, um, I found a new app actually recently called Notion and that also helps you organize, um, different thoughts. So, yeah, so like if I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool article or, oh, that would be, or, oh, this is my, um, what I need to get from the grocery store, just all of those things, writing them down, Mm -hmm. reference them, I think opens up a lot of brain space so that you're only having, I think I used to think like, oh, I've got a great memory, which I do not. And um, (laughs) I think I was like, I have a great memory for dates, really good. Um, remember people's birthdays, like always know like, oh, that's, that's the day of that event. Oh, that's the day of that meeting. But when it comes to like individual tasks, you know, sometimes things just go over your head or you just, um, forget it. And then you're like, oh, shoot, I need to respond to that. Um, totally. yeah, so writing it down, I think really, really helps. Mm, I love that. Yeah. It's such a good reminder. And, um, I am, I mean, maybe you felt this also, I know you, you know, lived previously lived in, um, the Bay area and you worked for, you know, a tech company and there's all these new apps and tools and tricks. Like, I mean, notion I've had for a couple of years as well. And like, I've used Evernote and I've used all these different things. And when it comes down to it, I just need to write it down on a piece of paper. Otherwise it's not going to get done. So sometimes it's just a good reminder to go back to basics and, you know, know that it will unfold um that way totally and i think Um, one thing i would also add is like it's not necessarily a habit a physical habit but i would say a mental habit is kind of what we're talking about and Mm. the biggest breakthrough i've had is just knowing that it's okay you know if Mm. there's rarely something that if it doesn't happen today you know everything's going to blow up yeah okay to sort of like and and to i think also just communicating like um if you know you can't get something done or if you know that um you know i don't know just being honest with yourself about what's realistic 
and then being honest with the people that you're working with and um, and just giving your space, giving yourself sort of the freedom to say like, you know what, I can't accomplish this or, you know, it's not worth me staying up until five in the morning to get this done. Um, mm-hmm. Let's do this tomorrow. Let me get sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my mom has always said, you know, everything will work out as it should and you know sometimes we just need to trust in that a little bit more than than we do or we do in the moment yeah <laughs> uh well thank you for for sharing that and i'd love to close this out with um if you have a habit nugget you'd like to share with the world a resource a book an article a tool a quote you know you kind of just shared one but if there's anything else you you'd like to leave um, us with please do <laughs> um let me think Well, I, I mean, I, I guess as far as tools, I really would just say the notes app on your phone, um, mm-hmm. an actual notepad. I just think that that's the best tool that there is. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I, I do listen to a ton of podcasts and I've read, a, you know, articles, but I don't necessarily actually end up following <laughs> suggestions. And I think it's just finding what works for you. Yep. Everyone is so different. And also sometimes I'm like, do people, are people being really honest? <laughs> I know all those like medium articles about productivity hacks. I'm yeah. just like, I can't read another one of those because I know that's what works for you and I am not you. So I just need to figure out what works for me. So I can definitely appreciate that as a nugget. Um, wonderful. Well, Mia, thank you so much for chatting with me and, and I'm so grateful to have you on the podcast and can't wait to see what what's next for you and what's next for taboo thank you so much this was really fun and i'm really excited about this podcast and i'm excited to listen to future episodes as well yay thank you so much all right y'all thank you so much for listening and if you'd like you can check mia out on instagram her handle is m to the i a at instagram <laughs> dot com it's uh, not an email address but it's m to the ia and if you want to learn more about taboo and taboo wellness they are on instagram at at talk dot dot taboo t-a-b-u and at taboo wellness t-a-b-u wellness or talk taboo.com talk t-a-b-u.com all right. And if you enjoy this episode, please, please, please feel free to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Super helpful in getting the word out about it's not just a habit and would just love a little extra love from anyone who's listening. Thank you so much again for listening and I'll talk to y'all soon. <laughs>